This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Yeah, I think the visualization is important because you have the clinician who gets kind of medical medical view and, and is, is checking the rehabilitation process or so on. And then you have the patients when it's more about motivation, maybe behavior change, some some knowledge. And then people are really different. I think the clinicians are a little bit more uniform group that you can you can maybe interview them and kind of find a good way of presenting. But then individuals, for some people, it might be difficult to read different kind of graphs. They haven't used to it like like in their work. And and yeah, I, I think it's it's very challenging to provide feedback for people that it would it would work for for different kinds of people uh how did you what kind of experiences you had from the clinician side like what do they want to see from the data how how many minutes they have time to check it or is it just few seconds that they need to see it right away you could say if you if you want to use um, a system like this in in a clinical setting um i i think it it more or less has to be a uh, you know red yellow green kind of thing um because at least at the at the at the hospitals where we uh, where we actually utilize this this system today where we both have feedback for for patients and we have feedback for the clinicians in the in the hospital ward um it has to be really really simple and and the point is you can say the difficulty in this is really figuring out you know what is then what is then the most relevant parameter for them or parameters for them to to evaluate the patients on and and it might even vary from department to department. Um, you can say we we have some some uh, collaboration partners, for example, working in the orthopedic um, area where they do kind of you know orthopedic surgery, and the patients after these um, these uh, surgeries they have to you know get out of bed, they have to be mobilized within twenty four hours. So there at at in the, those hospital wards. The being is the patient being mobilized within this time frame, and you know how uh, what what point in time are they being mobilized? That that would be relevant information. But in many of the other wards, it's more like you you can say the quantity of physical activity, for example. So so I think the the difficulty there is that it's it's you can say somewhat specific from from ward to ward what they require. But if you look at Whereas if you look at maybe the, the research area, I think it's it can be a little bit more uniform because you can you can just provide more data and they would be able to you know spend the time to to extract what they actually want to learn from it. Um, but in a, in a clinical scenario, it just has to be right there. It has to be like is this patient red or is this patient green? Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting point. I think many people are saying many times that it needs to be traffic lights. And I think for the clinicians, it's good because they are not usually kind of emotional. It's not their data. But for the participants, like, for example, you measure someone's daily activity, and then the report is 
full of red. It might alarm some people and encourage them that I need to do something, but it very well might be really discouraging and they don't want to do it anymore or they might get really stressed if it's bright red. So I think it's always a balance between do we want to be alarming and maybe using a different sage of red or how do you want to be it? Because yeah, the red is really alarming. And for the participants, we don't always want to do that. Although for some people it might work and for some, some not. I, th- I think that that's a quite good point. We, we actually, um, when we did the, the clinical solution um, for, for the patients, you know, this, uh, we, we actually, we provide a, we provide a, a tablet, which is placed by the, by the bed of, of the patients. And then they get this kind of, you know, feedback all the time about physical activity. When we did the first version of that, we had this kind of, uh, you know, idea of a smiley solution. So we, we'll be set up some, um, some, uh, you can say, uh, thresholds for, for physical activity saying, well, you should be able to walk like this far and you should be able to, you know, be out of bed for this long and so on. And um, and I think we, we ended up giving nine out of 10 patients, you know, just a red, very sad smiley all the time. Uh, the funny thing was that, that it actually worked. So uh, so we, we actually got, you know, a clinical proof from, from those tests that uh, that the solution was actually able to get these patients out of bed. So so still So still it somehow worked. Uh, but but we uh, we changed the solution a lot after that. So the solution today is actually more like uh, more like a gamification thing, where um, where you know the the patients are provided with a virtual trip. So right now we have uh, we have Copenhagen, for example. So you uh, basically, if you're admitted to a hospital here in Copenhagen area, then you you take a virtual walk around Copenhagen. So depending on you know how much you're out of bed. You then get to the uh, to the different um, to the different sites in, in in Copenhagen, and you get some fun facts about these sites. So you can say, now I'm I'm just missing five minutes to get to this point, and you can walk around for five minutes, and you can kind of, you know, get get awarded for for doing that by uh, by getting this feedback from the app. So so you've been you've been working with with quite a few hospitals in especially in Copenhagen area how how has the reception been what have been the the learning stairs and what's what's coming up in the in the future with them yeah you can say in the um, in the the clinical parts um, I think I think what what we've learned it is that it takes a lot of time to implement these kind of solutions. So so we we've, we've tested it and we've been running with a few hospitals on it, um, and we are actually currently, uh, you know, getting the first contracts uh, done with with the hospitals to to actually implement the solution after they've tested it for a while and they had to make decisions around, you can say, providing infrastructure and so on. So one of one of the learnings is really that you know it takes a long time to implement these type of solutions at, in, in hospitals. Um, the other part of, of what we do in the, in the research area, it's been, you can say a little bit, uh, I would say easier to get to get started. And that was also where we, where we started out, you know, like, like the diabetes project I, I talked about earlier, where you can say, well, we do not provide this kind of feedback to the patients. We just, just, 
you can say provide um, valid data to to researchers, and that that's been a little bit you can say a little bit easier because they we don't have all these issues around. Basically, we don't have all the issues around the visualization part, and we don't have all the issues around, you know, how how to um, and what exact data to extract. Because I think they they are able to, you know, spend some time afterwards, you know, figuring out what exact data, and and we can um, we can help them through that. Um, so I think I think um, in for 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 that area, we really, you know, we've really been struggling to get the large projects in um, and we, we actually just managed to to get a few kind of like you know large-scale projects in. and I think also the solution is now at a stage where um, where it's actually ready to to handle like few thousand patients for example I have some background noise but hopefully it's not bothering any any of the listeners yeah I, th- I think that's interesting and I, I think you have a great product and it fits for many purposes but you have mainly focused now on or first focused on the inpatients in hospital in a in a secondary care could you tell why was this selection and i think it could fit fit really well for the primary care but could you tell a little bit about reasons why you're not there yet yeah that, that's actually uh, that's actually a very good point we um from the beginning, when we when we started the development of this, um, we we actually had the thought to to go for the primary sector, and and of course, if you look at the primary sector, the the number of patients, um, or the number of citizens, you can say, and and um, um, in general, the business area is just so much larger than what it is in in a hospital uh, secondary care scenario, but um, but working with with the municipalities. What what we have discovered is that it's it's you can say harder for them to kind of you know utilize this kind of system because it um, it requires a lot of them as as uh, health professionals um, it it requires for them to actually you know use the data and to figure out for themselves how to you you can say gain the full value of of both the data but also in terms of the process. Um, so for example, if they have a, if they have a citizen where they measure physical activity and, and they get this kind of curve out for physical activity saying, well, this, this person is more active during the afternoon or or something like that. And the activity level is on this and this, um, level, then, then how, how do they actually, how to, how do they utilize this to actually, you know, provide feedback, for example, for the citizen? What, what exact feedback should they provide when they see this image? So interpreting this data and using it in, in a real life scenario is, is somewhat complex because, you know, all citizens are different and you have to, you have to have a lot of insight in order to, to actually be able to do that and to implement that as well. And that's the next point to implement that in your, in your workflows as well. So you have to spend a little bit of time you know, to interpret this data and it has to be built in in order to get the value from it. Because if you just monitor and you don't spend the time, you know, to, to get the insights out of this data, to get the value out, then in the end, you won't get any, you can say, significant advantages out of utilizing the technology. And and that has simply been difficult because I think 
Um, in primary care scenarios, it it's, has been, at least until now, very much about, you know, being with the citizen and, and spending the time, you know, the warm hands kind of, um, you know, thinking um, and, and maybe less about, you know, how can we, how can we do a higher quality of, of care, for example. And, and I think that that's where we can actually, you know, provide value. That is that when they discuss physical activity mobilization with the, with the citizen, they could use our data to, you know, provide a really valuable, a really focused feedback to, uh, to the citizens. But, but they, they're not, they don't have that kind of thinking out there. So they're more thinking, well, we, we need to get to the next person and we just need to, we, we will then talk to them and we, um, but, but, you know, utilizing this kind of data is, um, re- requires maybe a change of paradigm a little bit when you look at the primary sector. Um, so, so that has been, that has been somewhat difficult, I would say, and we have actually tried it out in five municipalities here in Denmark, where we tried, you know, different, uh, aspects of, of using a solution like, like ours. Um, and it's been kind of with, with variations, of course, it's been somehow the same kind of learnings we got out of, uh, out of that with, with different perspectives on it, of course. But So I, I, I think it's that now we have a good knowledge from research that sedentary behavior and avoiding sedent- excessive sedentary behavior and having physical activity is really beneficial for health. We have these initiatives, exercises, medicine, and so on. But I think it's not yet integrated to healthcare. And it kind of stops there when we try to activate, for example, the people who are really inactive. So I think it it hasn't gone down all the way. I think we had one one medical doctor as a guest in this podcast, and she was saying that Exercise is not medicine if it's not integrated into healthcare system. And I think what we are working here, it's not clear who in the clinical picture, for example, should be the one doing this kind of measurements, giving the feedback of the data. For example, in hospitals, you have, you have physiotherapists. It's integrated. Like if you, after the surgery, you need to rehabilitation, you have a physio. But if you have a pre-diabetes, who is the doctor putting you next? Should there be a, a personal trainer or kind of a exercise coach, whatever you would call it, activity coach? But we don't have that that yet, and I think we would need it in a in a healthcare setting that there would be kind of clear line, a protocol, like you said, that there needs to be a protocol how to how to do things. And I think in in this your system could be really beneficial but yeah we need the system there that they need know how to how to work with the with the data and do the measurements yeah and i think i think it is really as mentioned a kind of change of paradigm because they don't have these kind of systems today so i think the the barrier maybe for you know starting out and testing systems like this is not that high because everybody knows about you know Apple watches and uh, Fitbit armbands and so on, but <clears throat> but it is really a change of paradigm when you have to you know think about how can you utilize this data and how can you actually get the value out um, as a health professional of looking at uh, physical activity data for for your 
citizens for for your patients um and <clears throat> it is easier it is easier to work like you can say um data driven when when you look at the secondary sector when you look at hospitals they they are simply more data driven because that's that's the way they work also today so even though it's a new solution they're used to working with data you know doing blood samples doing uh, you know a lot of different kind of of tests anyway and then they look at the results and they evaluate based on that and and it's a little bit again it's it, the, the approach is kind of different when you look at the at the primary sector and i i think it could also work in primary sector for example if you have a sleep apnea they they can give you a set of devices that you wear at home and then you bring it back and then the nurse is actually checking and then you go for the doctor's consultation they know what kind of sleep apnea you have what kind of things are causing this so i think already in primary care at least in some countries they are using actually much more complicated systems and much more complicated data that they collect in field conditions in this this case home when you're sleeping so i think it can be done it's been done with the different things i don't know if physical activity is kind of too simple but that some people have the attitude that yeah you just move more why do you need to measure or i don't know what's the what's the restriction but but i think it's it's interesting could you could you clarify a bit what kind of things you had as an obstacles with the with the five municipalities in in denmark when you when you tested it with the primary care what was the main main things but i think <clears throat> i think they actually all of them kind of you know could see could see the value in it so so they were kind of you know we can see that getting this data out could help our citizens and we can see that if we look at this data we could actually get you can say some some value out of it but but i think in all the projects it's kind of you know stranded a little bit on the fact that then we have to change how we actually do things we have to we have to look into how can we uh, how can we optimize um our workflows um and 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 you know they they the persons actually working with the system in the municipalities they they were not at a position where they could you know decide to to change like workflows um so we're kind of saying well if we uh, if we should get the full value of this let, let's say you have 10 um, citizens for example and you can see well this person this person and this person they are not uh, physically active enough they we should do more for them but we have also this and this person and they're fine we don't have to do anything about about them so even you know making the decision of saying well we should only focus on on these three persons that is um that that was that was difficult for them uh, for their procedures and I, and i think and i think it it's much easier if you look at a very specific like illness and you and you measure sleep apnea for example or you you measure kind of like um if they are if they're in risk of uh, of falling like breaking bones and and, and stuff like that um then you can uh, you can take that as a very specific thing and you can make a specific procedures for that but i think physical activity is just a very general thing uh, and it's interpreted in the municipalities as a very general thing with this kind of you know um, um daily daily rehabilitation um, topics and so on out there 
So it, it's just it's just a little bit difficult. But I, I think, and that's been our strategy on it. I, I think we will get there, and and I think we will uh, we will at or the municipalities will see the benefit of also updating their procedures to actually work with this data. Um, but I think we just. We just needed to to get from the uh, you can say the medical side from the secondary sector and then transfer it into the primary sector with time. I, I think that um, that is at least how we see it as a as a company when we see our strategy on it, uh, because it's it will make it a lot easier when we have you know a large number of hospitals already uh, you know using the system then. We could carry it from the hospital and and out into the uh, to the primary sector, and it would be then you can say more respected, and there would already be some some guidelines from the hospital that they could, you know, lean on in order to to get value out of evaluating physical activity as as a um, and as an objective parameter for the citizens as well. So so we have discussed about the steep learning curves with the with the medical side. I know how. Or oh, I I have a clue how difficult it is to develop hardware as a as a startup with the limited resources. So, what kind of things? What kind of stories? What kind of comments have you keep going when the things have maybe been a little bit difficult and there's been challenges? So, could you could you share some stories from from the customers or or anything else? Yeah, I I, I think. You know, um, we of course we we've experienced a lot of like like issues and things are not working and we get you know hard feedback back, but but then when I when I talk to the customers, you know we we have a we have two kind of customers normally when you look at the research part at least, you know that the customers who who are used to working with physical activity uh, measurements like used to working with other types of devices out there. Um, and and they are they are usually very easy to work with because they're just so happy that they don't have to you know spend all this time analyzing data afterwards extracting doing this kind of manual work on on, on those parts. Um, so so when we once in a while you know get get uh, or at least in, in the past we got a lot of you know feedback on things not working and why is this and now we have to spend time on on this and this. Then uh, you know we, we, we go back and, and, and think about our our customers who uh, who are used to working with this kind of technology and think about you know how much easier even though they have to spend some time on things not working or, or whatever patches falling off or, or whatever we had of, of issues a few years ago then then uh, you know it's still so much easier to work with our system. Than it is to work with with a system where you have to do manual uh, transmission of data, where you have to do kind of you know from test subject to test subject, have to do this uh, interpret interpretation of the data and extract you, you know numbers for um, for statistics, for example. Um, so so that's and that's also the feedback that we're getting um, that we're getting there. So so that that's what we. That's what keeps us going, you can say as well when when we have issues um, that the system, even though it has uh, things are maybe not working out for for some of the topics, then it's just it's just so much better than than what um, what the alternatives are actually. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing. I think I was seeing a, just a presentation of a large study where they used accelerometers, and I think they said that uh, it took ten minutes for the nurses to prepare one device, and because they were doing a large scale study, it ended up costing them hundred thousand pounds just this ten minutes of preparations in in total. And I I think with your system, it's those are small things. You don't need to plug the USB on. You don't need to wait for the device to charge. You don't need to empty memory. You don't need to initialize or put settings. You don't need to unplug it. And and all those, they they really build up. And I, I was talking with the one researcher and she had 800 devices and it took like two and a half full days like just to prepare the devices uh, for the for the measurement so i think i think that's a really really important part and as i have also done a phd with the prototype level devices i know how how much work it is even just keep transferring the raw data from different places and backing up and making sure and then then starting to analyze so i think it's really really important but we have discussed now for the five minutes so i think it's good time to wrap up this part and in the next part we will discuss a little bit more how i got to know casper and how phibian and and sense innovation ended up to a, to a close collaboration but let's have a break thanks casper for for this recording thank you Rolly. it was a pleasure Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.